There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, this is the Monday edition of the podcast. It's a little bit special because now it is the Monday edition. It's also the New Year's edition of the podcast. As we finish up tomorrow, will be our first day of the new year of podcasts. We started on January 3rd. That was our first ever podcast. And uh, we rejoice in how the Lord has allowed us to have that freedom to continue, the freedom of speech and the freedom to put this on the internet. And again, we've had over 12,000 downloads. I don't know how many listeners. Not every listener is accredited as a download. If you listen to a direct browser and listen directly to the website, And so we don't know how many total downloads, but I know we've had folks from at least eight different foreign countries that have listened. Uh, Most of the states in the United States save a couple. And so we rejoice that God has allowed this message to go out. Thanks to each and every one of the preachers and some of the ladies that have shared their testimonies and uh, preached messages on here and filled in when we were busy. And we're just thankful for what the Lord has done and thankful for what the Lord is doing. So technically, this is the last day of our first year of podcasting. And so if you folks were here, I guess we could throw a party and have some cheese and maybe some uh, deer bologna. Maybe throw some uh, shrimp on the barbie, but I guess we'll just have to celebrate in McVeigh fashion here at the house. And the, the Lord's been good to us. We're in meeting down here in Martinsville, Virginia. Uh, the folks here at the church got us a fine Airbnb, a nice home for us to stay in. We can have a kitchen, have rooms for the children, how we thank the Lord for that. And we're thankful for Brother Hughes and the folks here and their hospitality to us. And I pray that the Lord would uh, use this meeting, pray for us in this meeting, that the Lord would just have his will and his way. I'm also thankful for my niece, uh, Lydia, that gave her testimony. It did take some courage for her to do that, but how we rejoice the boldness of the Holy Ghost in the saints of God. And as you heard her testimony, I know several have contacted us, were quite stirred by the things that she said. And by the power of that testimony, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Uh, They that believe in him shall not be ashamed. And how we rejoice in that testimony. Glory to God. I myself have a testimony of being born of God, April 20th, 1997. But that's just the start of my testimony. Uh, Fanny Crosby said it well, this is my story, this is my song. And it wasn't just that day, it's been ever since that day that I've had a testimony of Jesus Christ. I don't mind going back to that day. I can remember vividly some of the details, how God had been drawing me and wooing me and brought me under conviction, finally showed me what I was, ripped the cover off of my life. And my life has never been the same. I hadn't even gone to church yet. I remember sitting in the parking lot of the bowling alley, had a car full of people, which was pretty common in those days. And I remember putting in a gospel music CD. 
and a group were singing an a cappella song. And I'm telling you, I can remember the song to this day. And uh, listening to an a cappella hymn in the car, and everybody thinking I was crazy. And all my old friends going, What's wrong with you? What do you? I'd be like, Shut up, listen to the song. Because God had done a work in my life. God had changed my taste. God had changed my outlook. God had changed my life and how I bless his name and how I praise him. It wasn't too many, too many months hence, I joined the church. And God established me in the church, began to labor, began to work in the house of God. And I remember when they had a visitation program, they had training for visitation. And I didn't know any better in those days, so I went to training for visitation. And they trained you how to get a prayer out of people and how to get people to repeat the prayer and how to shake the hand at the door and convince them they were saved. But all I know is I wanted to do something for the Lord. And so I took the entire training course, one of just a few graduates, memorized all the verses, read all the books, listened to all the tapes, did everything that I was supposed to do. And then God began to show me the truth about salvation and realize that what happened to me is not what was happening to these people at the door. And I began to continue to search the scriptures and seek out the things of God, began to preach the doctrine of repentance. When God called me to preach, that was the message God had put on my heart. That was the message God had put on my lips. And God called me to preach in 2001, in February. And then God put me under his chastening hand, September of 2001. God dealt with me as a child. And God severely hurt me. And he did that for my own good and how I praise him. And I look back and I rejoice in the goodness of God that he would consider me enough to love me enough to put me under his chastening hand to scourge me where I would come back to him holy. And I began to surrender more things to him, began to clean up my life even more and began to walk in holiness and began to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost and began to understand this, the understanding of walking in the Holy Ghost and walking in the spirit, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. And God gave me that understanding. And it wasn't too many years later on, and I met Pastor Williamson down in the eastern shore of Maryland. God knit our hearts together. And I began to go down and help on the homeless ministry and work the streets of Baltimore and preaching and witnessing. And, of course, the ladies would have soup and sandwiches, and God put us on the streets down there. And I was already working in the rescue mission, working in the bus ministry, going to the slums and the ghettos and witnessing and preaching. And, and I had boldness in those days. God had given me some boldness in dealing with those people, but yet I had a compassion, a love for people. Uh, we had some old ladies that come out of the ghettos and rode for several years with us on the church bus. And some of those aged ladies I gave testimonies of coming to Jesus Christ. I still remember a lady named Georgetta. She's with the Lord now. But I remember her on the church bus on a Sunday morning. I'd ask the children for testimonies. We'd have regular church service. I'd preach. And I remember asking for testimonies. And she raised her hand. And she was hard to understand. And uh, she had a little trouble speaking. And uh, as I began to speak, I saw the tears running down her face. And she began to testify how God had saved her and what a glorious change God had made in her life. And I rejoiced in that. And I just gave God the glory in that and blessed his holy name that God would take a sinner. And God would change her life. And all the things were different with her. She had a drunk son that lived with it, abused her and beat her. And all she was always down in the hospital, always in the police station, bailing him out. But she loved her son. That old drunk would come home and beat his mama. He's dead and probably in hell. Now her other son's also dead and probably in hell. But that lady, to the day that she died, she testified to find the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And I remember in the homeless ministry, a man that we met on the streets and preached to, and preached to probably 45 minutes to an hour on the streets. Later on, he contacted the church. He was down in North Carolina on his way to Florida, got in contact with our church via the tracks that he had, and testified of uh, saving faith, testified of meeting this man, Jesus Christ, and what a difference it made in his life. And again, it's been worth it. It's been worth the labor. It's been worth the hard 
heartache. It's been worth all the sorrow. It's been worth the hurt, and ministry is about hurt. And then we continued on, and God called us into the ministry of evangelism and began to travel the roads. And I remember back then, even, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have meetings. I didn't have support. I didn't know folks. I just knew God had called me. So I went into evangelism, and Brother Harvard began to travel around some with me and took me to meetings he was going to. And I didn't have revival meetings like we do today. I didn't have three-day, five-day, seven-day meetings. I just maybe go to a camp meet and preach a time maybe or two. And uh, yet God took care of us and God took care of the financial need. And in the midst of all that, God brought me a wife and through some physical heartaches and physical hardships, we didn't know if we could have children, but then God gloriously blessed us with our third child this year. And I have one almost five, one almost three, and still got one about eight months old. And how God blessed us with those children. And we look to this new year, and now we are kicking off the new year in Martinsville, Virginia, preaching the word of God and how we give God the glory and how we praise his holy name. And I said on the podcast, closing out on Friday, talking about my niece, Lydia, what God did for her, God will also do for you. And can I say to you, if God will do it for a wretched sinner like me, God will also do it for a little church girl like her. Girl never smoked a cigarette, never drank liquor, never cussed, never wore a pair of pants, never wore immodest clothes, was always a picture of modesty, always a picture of, of being a helper and being kind and loving. She loves my children. My children love her. But, oh, she had a great need in her heart. And as you heard her testify, that old bitterness had crept in. That old bitterness had a hold of her. Boy, she had malice towards her parents, had that bitterness towards her parents. And, boy, just despised her dad telling her things. And that is enough to send you to hell. That's all it takes to send you to hell. You offend that one point of the law. You curse your father and mother, set light by your father or your mother, dishonor your father and your mother, and it's worthy of your damnation. But all oh, my friend, through the person of Jesus Christ and through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, he can wash your sins away. He can make you a new creature in Christ. That's what he did for me some 25 and a half years ago. He gloriously saved me, brought me out of the hog pen and put me in the house of God, brought me off of booze and put a Bible in my hand, brought me off the streets and seated me in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. And over these years, I've met many wonderful people, met God's people, the greatest people in all the world. And all over this nation, friend, you might be discouraged, you might be low, you might feel like nobody cares, you might feel forsaken, but all over this nation, we know saints of God that lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. They can lift up those hands to heaven and say, blessed be the name of the Lord, how good God is. And he is a wonderful Savior. He's a marvelous Savior. And my friend, if you're struggling today, struggling with conviction, struggling with pride, struggling with the affairs of life, thinking you're righteous and you're not righteous, and you don't have peace, can I say to you, righteousness is found in Jesus Christ. Truly, he'll wash your sins away. Truly, he'll cleanse you in his own blood. Bless his holy name. What he did for me, he's done for others. What he did for me, and Listen, it's tomorrow on the podcast, Lord willing, we're going to deal with servitude. And as part of my testimony today is leading into servitude tomorrow on the podcast, how the Lord has made us a servant, how the Lord has called us with an holy calling, the gifts and calling of God without repentance. And I remember reading about an old preacher man, and he talked about how God had run his course in his life, and he felt like his ministry was done. He felt like God was done using him, and he was on a shelf, and, and he said he just felt so abandoned, and felt so alone that God could no longer use him because of age and, and his abilities failing and different things. And, and by the time I met him, he was so despondent and so low. 
And then the second time I met that man, I remember God had made a change and God had brought something into his life that changed his life. And oh, my friend, the joy and the peace and that man just abounding with joy. And I remember coming to the house of God and just saying, why aren't people excited about the Lord? And he talks his testimony, how he was so low and so despondent. And I'm afraid there's a lot of sinners there today. I feel like God doesn't care. I feel like God doesn't hear. I feel like God's abandoned them, that God's not visited them. But oh, my friend, if you'll take heed to the word of God, take heed to the things of God, there's a God in heaven that sent his only begotten son of the world to die for your sins. And my friend, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed that will cleanse you from your sins. He didn't come to call the righteous. He came to call sinners to repentance. And if you'll fall into that category of a sinner, then I believe there's saving faith in Jesus Christ. I was going to just look at a couple of scriptures, and I really wrestled with what to even say on the podcast. I feel like the Lord has given me in the heat of the Spirit. I feel just the the things that I need to say, and I just want to read a couple of verses, well-known passages, Uh, nothing new, nothing exciting for some, but it's exciting for me. And he said, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Who will, that's his will, it's the will of God to save man, who will have all men to be saved. It is God's will to save sinners and to come under the knowledge of the truth. Why won't men be saved? Because they would not receive the love of the truth. But he wants you to come to the knowledge of the truth. It is his will for all men to be saved. And then he said, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And glory to God, the testimony of Jesus Christ, the testimonies of Psalm 119, the commandments of Psalm 119, the precepts of Psalm 119, the judgments of Psalm 119. Oh, how blessed, how wonderful, how marvelous it is. And I'm just going to read that one companion scripture, Psalm 19, that corresponds so well with Psalm 119. And I'm going to read that companion scripture in closing today. In verse 7 of Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Again, we rejoice in the testimony of a preacher's daughter, a pastor's daughter, raised in the house of God, never knew parents that were vile sinners, never knew vile sin, never knew the great corruption that so many of us have known yet came to saving faith in the person of Jesus Christ. And oh, my friend, take heed to the things of God. Take heed to the will of God. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is our New Year's exhortation. I'm Evangelist Tim McVeigh. This closes out the year of our podcast. We start year two tomorrow, Lord willing, and how we thank each and every one of you for listening. Tune in again tomorrow. We'll be back in Psalm 119 and verse 65. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. 
as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.